It's time to experience Thrill of the Hunt, a collector's podcast. Hey, kid, you want a toy? What do the man know about toys? Action figures each sold separately. Batteries not included. With Kung Fu Grip, the hands that grip. I have three of each, one to display, one to open, and one just in case. Why do you keep all your toys in boxes? How do you play with them? I don't. <laughs> I collect them. You're not a collector's item. You're a child's plaything. You are a toy! Action figures and playsets for ages six and up. Way up! Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to our Star Wars extravaganza show. Brian, are you feeling uh, up for a trip to a galaxy far, far away? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we survived May the 4th, um, which, as many people consider across the world, Star Wars Day, but we beg to differ. We'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, how was your May the 4th, Chris? Mine was good. I actually spent it... Uh, Sarah and I spent it at Hollywood Studios uh, on Batu for part All right. of the day with, with some friends from up north that were in town. So it was really awesome, um, especially the company. And we actually have never, uh, well, I can't say that. We did, you know, you'll remember the old Star Wars weekends. We happened oh, to find yeah. some unintentionally timed some trips down here to Star Wars weekends in the past. So we have been there, you know, in May before, but not. I don't think we've ever been there on May the 4th. Yeah, because usually it would be uh, towards the uh, second or third week of May that Star Wars Weekends would start. Yeah, you're absolutely right. May the 4th would usually be its own kind of event. It would be kind of like a precursor. People would be getting excited. Ooh, within a week or two, Star Wars Weekend starts. You know, that was like a tradition for, gosh, how many years? What, it started, I think, in what, right around 2000 or 99? And it ran with the prequel start and it went all the way to 2015. I think almost like 14, 15 years it, it ran. So yeah, it was quite an experience. Yeah. We were lucky enough to, I think, be down here when we lived up North twice for star Wars weekends. And it was, it was really, uh, I feel like they put it a lot more into that than, than they did like, you know, May the 4th. So I kind of miss Star Wars weekends. I wish they'd bring it back, but uh, don't bring me tears. Yeah, <laughs> I had lots of great memories, but um, you know, May the Fourth was me. It was pretty chill. I think we watched uh, Rogue One. Uh, we sat down. We picked a Star Wars movie we wanted to watch. We watched Rogue One and just chilled. Uh, played with some Star Wars toys. It was all good. Yeah. So speaking of of uh, watching Star Wars movies, you know. Uh, Attack of the Clones turned uh, 20 yesterday, and I, I watched that last night, uh, kind of reminiscing of where I, where I watched it for midnight, you know, and all that good stuff. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I remember I remember it well. Uh, I remember the, I, what I think was pretty cool was the, the different kinds of posters they did for Attack of the Clones. It was a little bit different than any other movie. Um, I remember that in particular. Um, the size matters not they did for uh, the IMAX. I think it was one of the first IMAX movies that Star Wars did, huh? Yeah, it was. And it was the perfect, you know, it was like the perfect ad campaign to use that poster with Yoda on it, especially, you know, knowing we didn't know going into the movie or we had an idea, but seeing the scenes with Yoda in them uh, towards the end of the movie too. So it was perfect. Spoilers. <laughs> 20, 20 year old spoilers. 20 years later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... 
Though it was fun celebrating the 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones, we do have another holiday coming up right around the corner. Actually, when this episode will release, which is on May 25th, to many in the true Star Wars fandom, as I like to say, we call this Star Wars Day. And why would we call it that, Chris? Well, that's the day that the actual original Star Wars, before it was known as A New Hope, came out. was May 25th, 1977. Absolutely. And you know what else makes it Star Wars Day? The city of Los Angeles. They named May 25th Star Wars Day from now on till the end of time and gave uh, a key to the city and whatnot to Lucasfilm and and all is history, as we like to say. Um, And uh, not only was the original Star Wars came out May 25th, but a number of other Star Wars films followed in suit. Actually, I think there's about three or four of the different Star Wars films have been released on the actual day of May 25th. So I believe you are correct. Yeah, we got to take advantage of that Memorial Day weekend draw. Uh, They didn't know how it was going to do, right? So we got to put it up against a time where we have more than a typical weekend to grab your moviegoers. So uh, if they only knew now what they knew then, right? Um, But yeah, that was... That was pretty uh, magical time in filmmaking, um, a renaissance, if you will, of uh, in the start of big budget films. Yeah, well, and it was something it was something new because science fiction uh, or science fantasy is as it's, you know, Star Wars is mostly known. True. As. There True. was nothing like that before that. And, and, you know, I mean, it's well documented on a lot of the special effects and how they were pulled off and how like they were doing stuff right up to the very end. Oh yeah. Uh, and they didn't know if it was all going to come together, but you know, in a garage. now, you know, I mean, I, I, I think those, those effects hold up 40 years later. You know what I mean? Of course. It's like yeah. any, I would say there are certain films where the effects still hold up. I think of 2001, I think of Blade Runner, I think of Star Wars, even though they use the current technologies of that time, they still hold up to this day. Yep. Um, not much, much extra work has been added other than to bring up other species or, or different elements you couldn't have done without computer generated work. And uh, yeah, I'm giving, I'm giving some support to George and his special editions. Yes. Okay. Uh, a, a director's allowed to make the version of the film he wants to make. I'm okay with special editions. What, what I didn't like, or what I, I guess I shouldn't say didn't, don't like is, is the, was the constant tinkering and going back. I think that when the special editions came out, it was cool to go and see those in theaters again. And, and for the most part, I think what was added was fine. It was my first time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I think like the, the added stuff, like the McClunky that was added, like the latest edition, that's the kind of stuff that bugged me, but, (laughs) but I, you know, I remember taking my sisters to go see special editions and, and I got one of them hooked on star Wars when I took her to see, you know, stuff. So it's, you know, those hold a special place as well. Well, bringing it back to toys, because you know, that's, that's what we talk about here. Um, uh, what have you requ- what have you gotten most recently, Chris, what have you acquired? So I- I've acquired quite a bit. I, again, we go through these with the supply chain thing still yeah. being a thing. It's like, it's periods of nothing and then periods of everything. And it seems like I'm, I've been in this period of everything, but something we, we, I don't want to steal your thunder here, but we both got it. So <laughs> we'll say the, at the same time. Yeah. All the right. Moth-X, Moth-X, Endgame, Endgame K- 
cap. Cap. There it is. <laughs> we both got it within like a week and a half of each other. And uh, I, I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I, I'm going to be getting some some more Moffex into my collection. Yeah, they're good, man. They're um, good. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, I got, uh, you know, I've talked about a little bit on the last show. I got my MMPR ninjas. I actually just found the black and blue ones at Target yesterday. Oh, nice. To, yeah, I was able to cancel my pre-order and then I pulse shipped the other two. So I have I have all of the ones that are current. There's more coming. I hope the, the Q's, I hope the QC is good on it. Actually, I, you know, it's funny because people have been talking about I know. QC yeah. issues with those. Yeah. And, and I'm, I must be lucky because, I mean, of course, the two that I got from Pulse was a roll of the dice and they were both fine. And then I was able to choose uh, between the blue and the black because they had three blues and two oh, blacks. That's good. So I was able to kind of choose the best ones, but I got them home, I, you know, tested the joints and everything. I didn't have any problems, no two left hands or any craziness, no breakage. Um, pretty good paint. Uh, so I was happy with those. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, though, they're not going to be ones I'm going to try and get in crazy poses. They're going to go in my MMPR display and just kind of be that. <laughs> um, I did get, it should come as no surprise to anyone. I did get the two new Dino Fury Megazords. I got those from Target, which is the Mosa Razor Zord and the Petra Free Zord to go along with my, the regular Dino Fury Zords. And then I got the um, Super Sentai Go Sager, a bunch of Megazords from that line. Uh, and then to bring it back home to Star Wars, I, I have now the whole uh, Star Wars Retro Mando uh, 2 collection. So all six of those new ones. And then yesterday, Target was a good day at Target yesterday. I found uh, the TVC uh, Ahsoka from um i forget which planet that's from but it was from it's from the mandalorian tv series Python. no it's from uh it's where they first meet run into her um oh yeah yeah begins with a c but it's drawing i'm drawing a blank on it but gotcha um and then they had a tvc yoda which i'd actually the amazon i got mine from amazon it was in my mailbox but you know amazon's a roll of the dice so i picked up the minty fresh newly put out one at target and man i'm glad i did because the amazon went one went back to amazon today (laughs) (laughs) it was it was corvus by the way corvus yes that's it thank you you. and um for me are are you done sorry oh yeah yeah, i'm done (laughs) that's that's not enough (laughs) (laughs) i know for me it was it was a couple a couple big items a couple small items um, one was, uh, I got my hands on an amazing deal on a hot toys return of the Jedi Luke, um, from, uh, MMS, uh, 429, um, which came out, uh, you know, a good three, four years ago. I was able to get my hands on that, um, for a really, really amazing price. Um, and I also picked up a sideshow deluxe R2D2, um, to go along with him. And a couple small things grabbed uh, so a lot of the new WWE elite stuff's been coming out. And there's just a few, few uh, wrestlers that I I'm trying to, to grab uh, definitive versions of them to, for my display. And uh, I picked up the rock, um, which came with some different soft good accessories and edge, which came with his original uh, like red trench coat looking plastic, ugly thing from the nineties. Um, so, <laughs> and his sunglasses, his shades. So, I was able to add more to my uh, my display for those 
folks and um and i'll switch it over to what i'm most looking forward to um i've actually been sitting in the prepare to ship uh category on sideshow for a while now for my hot toys clone wars darth maul um it should be shipping any day hopefully it's been uh, sitting on the waiting to ship for 12 days now um and uh we're both waiting on and i know chris will talk about this as well is the mofx endgame thor which got pushed back again to june um and uh my mofx return of the jedi boba fett re-release which also got pushed back to june but was originally supposed to come out last month but i'll turn it over to chris I was gonna say that Boba Fett uh, that looks good. I didn't I didn't get that one because I have enough versions of Boba Fett. But yeah, that I've been wanting was, that for years. It was uh, tempting. I wanted it on the secondary market, and I'm glad I waited. Yeah, and so you're a fan of the Attitude Age, I'm guessing. And yeah, WWE. that was yeah. my time. Man. That was that was when I watched it too. I don't watch yeah. much anymore. I mean, I know oh, I don't either. <laughs> I have friends that look for wrestling, so I still look at the wrestling stuff yeah. in the aisle for them. But Attitude Era is where I remember being into it. But uh, as Brian mentioned, I'm looking forward to the Mofex and Game Thor. If if the cap is anything to go on, the Thor is going to be amazing. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to Motu Sunman, which Big Bad Toy Store just got theirs in stock. But I was able to get mine from Amazon for nine bucks, which is like nice. $10. Yeah, so I'm just gonna wait it out till Amazon ships it, which should be soon here. Uh, and then I think I said this last month. There's you know some people have started to to uh say that they've gotten these from like canada uh canadian distributors but that's spirit and storm shadow from classifieds classifieds hasbro brand team if you're hearing me you're killing my enthusiasm for this line with the long waits in between i hope they're listening (laughs) i think it's time we head up to the stars kenner's new star wars action figures each sold separately Yoda at Ad Driver, 41 action figures from Kenner's Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back collection, each sold separately. You are unwise to lower your defenses. There is no way of knowing when the dark side may rise up again. During the hours of darkness, the Empire could be refueling for the attack. Will the armored Sentinel transport vehicle be ready to retaliate before it's too late? Will the rebel force be strong enough to deal with the Imperial Stormtroopers? Only you can decide with Star Wars toys. Now, the universe has changed forever. The Star Wars Power of the Force Collection. When Darth Vader and his stormtroopers attack, join Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker, and Han Solo. Escape in the mighty Millennium Falcon. Now, Star Wars comics come alive as expanded universe packages open to reveal a cool 3D play scene. As Luke Skywalker faced the evil clone emperor in a final showdown. Star Wars begun. The Clone War has... The Geonosis Battle Arena, where you can control all the action. Jedi heroes fight off countless enemies with powerful force action as the arena erupts in chaos. The fate of the galaxy is in your hands. 99, 100, ready or not, here I come. R2's behind the pencil pot and Han's behind the lamp. Uh, come on, using the force is cheating, Vader. <laughs> New Star Wars action figures from all six films. Collect them all you can. I'm home. The force was strong between father and son. <gasps> you got it? What are you doing, buddy? It's my Ewok happy dance. Of course it is. Today, hello, hello. Hey, Daddy. it is passed on to a new generation. You got it! Ewok dance? 
Yeah. Yeah. And the circle is now complete. Look at this, huh, guy? Hey, Dad? Yeah? Why do you keep all your toys in boxes? How do you play with them? I don't. <laughs> I collect them. Does Mom know you keep mac and cheese in here? Okay, this isn't for eating. I collect these, too. So, toys you can't play with and mac and cheese you can't eat? This is a room of lies. So, yeah, as you heard in that montage, there has been a lot, a lot, a lot of figures released for Star Wars. And it all goes back to the infamous first film, which we were celebrating the beginning of our show. Um, that's coming on May 25th, which is the day this show will be released. Um, but Star Wars started, uh, the figure started in 1977, but they didn't quite start in 77, right, Chris? No, not really. They kind of started as a box. As a box. So why don't we take ourselves back to that time where those first commercials, those first announcements that we ever heard about these toys coming from a galaxy far, far away. Star Wars figures, R2-D2. Chewbacca, Luke, and Princess Leia, they're the Star Wars early bird set of figures. These action figures are not yet available, but this Star Wars early bird certificate package is in stores with this colorful Star Wars picture display stand and certificate to send in to get a set of figures by mail. They'll be sent to you at home between February 1st and June 1st. The Star Wars Early Bird Certificate Package, new from Kenner. So pre-orders began a long time ago, right, Chris? That's the original pre-order. The original pre-order, <laughs> right? <laughs> so as many of us know, if you've ever watched the many documentaries like Plastic Galaxy, for example, um, or The Toys That Made Us, um, we know that Star Wars toys weren't physical in hand yet other than a box like you said right chris absolutely yeah you had to you didn't get figures that christmas you got a box saying you'd get <laughs> figures in the spring and as you heard in the clip it was the early bird mail away set and what came in that box so we had it was r2 chewbacca princess leia and luke yep those were the figures but what did they give you what did you actually buy in the store for your kid that that christmas well, I mean, you literally, it was like a big cardboard, uh, it was like a cardboard box. It wasn't quite a box. It was more like an envelope uh, made of cardboard. And in there was your certificate, which you filled out and mailed away. And then they told, you know, it said that you would have your figures. I don't remember if they gave a specific time frame. I think they just said like sometime that spring. Um, and then you waited. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Christmas Day, 1977. Uh, if, uh, if you have a Christmas tree or if it's Hanukkah and you're going down to celebrate the gift for that day or for Christmas Day and you're going down to open up um, or whatever tradition you experience at the end of the year um, and you open up that gift and under that wrapping is a box. Yeah, it, it, it kind of, you know, I, <laughs> it's hard to imagine because I... I didn't do the early bird set. I quite, so I, I don't want to give too much away about how old I am, but basically. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was not alive. I am fair to say that. <laughs> I'm going to have to rely on you heavily, Chris, here to, to help explain the, the what, what, what do you, what do you call it? The vintage time of figures, right? 
right so i was star wars was i was still very very young when uh when star wars came out i am older than star wars but not by much so we'll we'll leave it at that um um so I don't have the recollection of the early bird set, but you know, from what we've heard on those shows that you referenced just, just a minute ago, that actually did very well. People mm-hmm. were very excited. Um, I don't know if the kids were as excited, but the parents definitely were buying that and putting it under the tree. And, you know, as we know, once those figures started to show up, it was gangbusters from there. And, you know, we, we have the original star Wars line, but what they did that was smart was they carried those figures through all the way through return of the Jedi and even into power, power of the force when they changed the card and added the coin. A lot of those characters even made it onto those cards. Some of them are very rare, were, were very rare, but they did carry it forward, which was something they did through the whole line. So, you know, when we get, to empire those figures carried over through return of the jedi and Mm. power of the force and so on and so forth which was something that that's not something you're going to see today so that was very smart on their part it allowed kids to get those characters later on and you know in that line uh i don't know if it's famously or infamously but darth vader only had the one figure that was the only darth vader you got was that very first one and they just carried it forward through the whole line which is laughable because you think decades later uh, we would celebrate it's the hundredth version of Luke Skywalker. It's the 300th Boba Fett figure. It's the, it's the uh, 200th Darth Vader figure. Packaging. We got, well, yeah, yeah. We got a, we got a 200th Vader and a 500th Vader, I believe. Yeah. Packaging. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So they figured it out, right? They figured out the most, the most successful uh, figures, the ones that were uh, most asked for uh, by kids. But when we think back to the, the Kenner line, um, what was infamous about that? Like, were there, is there certain terminology that you say was used? Like I've heard the terms and we use this in turtle talk too, right? There's the 18 back or the 18 card back or the 12 yep. back, the 12 back, yeah. the 12 a back, the 12, you know, the, there it is. Uh, th- yeah. There's all kinds and there's variations on those. So you have the letters A, B, C, depending on what kind of, what else was on the card, what kind of cross cells were on the card. Did they put, there was certain stickers that they put on the cards, um, you know, like for me, I, I, I don't have a lot of on-card stuff, but I do have some Yoda stuff and, you know, 32 back is, is a big one for Yoda. Hmm. Um, 12 back refers to the original 12, which the lineup was, was the original 12 in the lineup. Um, I could probably tell you all of them off the top of the, <laughs> off my head, but I don't want to, you know, <laughs> I don't want to get it wrong. Um, but so, you know, you have those backs and then it, I think the original uh, run, I want to say, I know there's 96 figures in the run, but I think it was only 92 card backs because some of those came out like, you know, the Max Rebo band and some of those other ones were different kind of packaging. But yep, you have the card backs where we refer to that. But you also have not only that terminology, but collect them all. That's where that oh, started. Oh, yeah. Yep. And that's probably why, you know, one of the hardest habits to break as a, as a collector now, maybe not now, but over the years has been breaking that mentality of collect them all, because that's just been something and other lines have used that as well. So, but Star Wars really came up with that collect them all. And here's a whole set of characters that you could have and ask the commercials. I remember ask your parents, you know, stuff (laughs) like that. 
So yeah, I, I do want to say I do want to give a moment of silence for the company that passed on Star Wars, and that's the Mego Corporation. I do want to give a moment of silence for that company, though they are making a comeback now. But they had the opportunity of a lifetime, and they passed it on to Kenner. And Kenner ran with that ball all the way <laughs> as far as they could. <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah, I just had to give an honorable mention to the one company that decided to pass. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, I mean, not to go too far down that rabbit hole, but it's interesting because, you know, we have what's, you know, very uh, a very iconic scale now in that three and three quarter inch or one eighteenth scale, right? If mm -hmm. we did, you know, the Mego style, I right. don't think we'd have that. We would have that style that they did, which was more eight of an inch a, cloth uh, figure. Yep, yeah. Yep. So... You know, maybe it's a good thing that that uh, <laughs> it worked out the way it did. Maybe so, maybe so. Uh, but towards the end of uh, that line, after the films came out, there were still a couple of um, other related pieces that were made outside of the films by Kenner, right? Uh, I believe you're referring to droids and Ewoks. That's correct, sir. Yep, that is correct. So uh, I don't have much recollection of those toy lines i remember watching the shows but um i was never really into those toy lines and even as i an remember adult, those i was yeah. old enough for those well i was gonna say that's probably yeah i could see that that's probably around that that time frame um but even as an adult collector for me um they're just not in my wheelhouse i i did the movie ones but right now actually uh hasbro is paying uh homage to that uh yep. and they have the uh the droids um they've been hitting recently the boba Pick it Fett, up at your local target yep the 3po and the and the uh, r2 so if that's something you were into there you go there you go yeah yeah and uh Ken kenner um maintained its its name with uh even though the figures stopped coming out um, around the mid to late eighties, because there was like a waning interest in Star Wars at the time, because there was no new Star Wars coming out after the Droids and Ewoks series. That was pretty much it, right, Chris? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that some of the shows have touched on that Kenner wanted to continue the line, and and it was actually Lucasfilm specifically. I think George Lucas, who's like, we want to give the brand a rest. Mm. Yep. That's what we've heard. That's what we've heard. Yeah. And then, um, but then a renaissance, if you will, a return to greatness with a little bit of a different take came in 1995. And we probably heard a commercial similar to this. The Star Wars Power of the Force Collection. The biggest ships for the biggest battles. Now, in the sleek X-Wing fighter as rebel hero Luke Skywalker, you experience the real movie sounds of space flight. Your mission free Han Solo from the clutches of Darth Vader and bounty hunter Boba Fett. Now, you have Imperial Scout Troopers on their speeder bikes. And massive Scout Walkers to deal with. Are the X-Wing's laser cannons enough to free Han Solo? Now, you have the power. The Star Wars Power of the Force Collection. Figures and vehicles each sold separately from Kenner indeed a return uh came with power of the force or as many people call it power of the force Two, as chris explained the original power of the force came out um right after a return of the jedi that's when they switched to the coins on the backs on the cards as well with the figures yep absolutely and that that commercial man it brings back memories because <laughs> you know 
while I grew up in the vintage, you know, like I was a kid during that vintage era, probably, like I said, not Star Wars, but definitely uh, a little bit of Empire, mostly Return of the Jedi. That's the one that I remember. That's the one I remember going, my parents taking me to the theater, even though I've been told I saw Empire in theaters, I don't have a recollection <laughs> of it. But I can tell you, I remember going to Return of the Jedi opening night. And I remember after we went, uh, going to the store and getting a figure. I unfortunately don't remember the figure oh, because no. it wasn't it wasn't my first Star Wars figure, um, but it was you know we went oh. to the store each got oh. a figure. I want to talk about that. So you only remember the first one, not what came after. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't remember because I was still like we just saw the movie I'm and we're kidding. in this. Yeah, I know, I know, but um, it's crazy. Actually, my my first one, real quick, you know, we talk about our memories. My first Star Wars figure was given to me by my cousin. We were we were uh, visiting him, and he had some figures, and he gave me his his Darth Vader figure, and he gave my brother uh, Luke Skywalker from those original. Was it the telescoping? Um, no, they weren't telescoping. Okay, you know and I my, had to ask my, the question. The question had my, to come. My brother was notorious for losing things, so he lost the lightsaber probably oh. within a couple of days. Yeah, it was different. You could tell growing up because I still have most of our original figures. I have them all now, but his Chris were all was missing. sitting in the corner, polishing it, placing yeah, it I, in a protective case. <laughs> you know, I, I was. You know, you talk about you know kids, and and I think there's two different kinds of kids. There's the collector kids. Right. who play with their toys, but kind of collect. And then there's the kids who just play with their toys. And I was definitely the collector kid because I was most the second my, one. Oh, uh, the, 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 you played with them. Oh yeah. You wouldn't want to see my old, uh, my old turtles figures. You would have a heart attack. I mean, I played with them. I still played <laughs> with them, but I was very meticulous about making sure I right. knew where the guns were and all that. So I, I still have those figures. Um, I don't necessarily have them displayed because I've upgraded to better versions because they you right. know, paint and stuff. But most of mine had the weapons and most of the ones I got from my brother do not did not have the weapons. I shouldn't say most of them, but a lot of them didn't. So, but, you know, I have that memory. So that's where I got my first Star Wars figure is, and I still tease my cousin to this day. I blame him for this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But you know, to kind of go back to 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 the modern, well, can you blame we consider... him for GI Joe too? Nope, that was all. My that was parents. a different. That was <laughs> my parents started us down the He Man and GI Joe path. So uh, there you go. <laughs> I just love I just love toys. Um, hey, that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah, um, but Power of the Force too. You know what we kind of refer to now is the beginning of the modern line, which right. honestly, you know. You could almost now consider those vintage, Yeah, right? I would agree with you. I, I really wouldn't say those are modern now. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. I think it's definitely gearing more into the... If if people think some of the old Metallica songs are vintage, then yes, Power of the Force 2 is vintage. Yeah. You know, you could, you, you could make the argument that, you know, some of the other collections are that as well. But, yeah. you know... Um, Brian, why don't you give us a little history of what happens to, to Kenner there during that time? Oh, yeah. Well, um, as you know, I mean, and you probably still see it on some figures today. You'll see the Kenner logo, but Dunmore is kind of a throwback. Um, but Kenner as a company had an interesting story. It started out as um, uh, under the parent company General Mills. I'm sure you've all heard of General Mills. Um, but then Kenner eventually did brand themselves and merge and become Kenner Parker Toys, its own entity. And um, during the 
the main time of uh, the Star Wars line and then switched over to a company you've also heard of called Tonka, Tonka Toys. And then eventually what you know today came across and uh, took over uh, that company, which would be in Hasbro in 1991. So yeah, when 95, when those toys came out in 95, those Kenner toys in 95, they were actually still Hasbro toys. Uh, so a lot of people don't realize that, even though the branding, everything was known as Kenner, but Hasbro was still the ownership, the parent company of Kenner at that time when Power of the Force 2 came out. And it wasn't until the end of the 90s when we started to hit uh, 99 into 2000 when we saw the Kenner name coming off the toys um, in 99 when we start talking about the prequel films in a bit. Um, but then 2000, the actual company name was retired fully. Um, and uh, we only really see Kenner pop up here and there when we see some throwback cards um, that are released by Hasbro. Yep, that's correct. Um, you know, it's interesting. I just put this together is that uh, I wonder if General Hasbro owned General Mills during the time when they were doing some of those mail-aways during uh, the Power of the Force 2. So you had the mail-away of Han mm. and Stormtrooper gear. You had the mail-away of Obi-Wan. And I believe right. those were Gen General Mills serials that you had to mail away to. So, so I wonder. been a previous relationship. Yeah. 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 So that's interesting there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great yeah, point. I you know, we, we talk about that time and, and, you know, the in-between uh, getting the last kind of figures in Star Wars in 85 was the last of kind of the movie figures. And then we had droids and Ewoks, but you had this period that's affectionately known to fans as the dark times. Yes. <laughs> Before <laughs> the dark we, times. Before yes. the empire. Yeah. We didn't have any really toy presence. And then, in early you know uh i i don't remember exactly the dates but we started getting some 95 stuff. 95 is when the vhs is released and they were starting to try and rebrand bring back star wars in um lucasfilm had decided they wanted to bring star wars back in the limelight so 95 uh, a bunch uh the the vhs release came out for star wars it had leonard moulton's uh interview with george um, oh, in that's front of right them on the 95 sets and Leonard Moulton's uh, interviews were um, these exciting interviews because George was like, yeah, you know, we're, uh, we're working on uh, some, some new content for star Wars. We're very excited about it. We're, you know, we're looking at it. It could be uh, in the, you know, uh, in the next few years, we're, we're developing some stories. We're going to tell Anakin's story, you know, and he went in and, and did all that thing. And, and uh, which gave us, and I say, Oh my God, we're getting new star Wars movies. And everybody started freaking out. But before that, we're going to be releasing Star Wars back in the theaters again. And we saw the promos were like, you've only seen it this way, right? Yep. On TVs. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. And then you saw the X-Wing fly out of the TV. I remember these commercials. And we went and saw it in the theater, right? And then in special editions, hit 97. So it was this, obviously, they had this prepared launch, right? That like they knew 95, they were going to relaunch the brand, right? To the mo modern age and the common person right bring it to mainstream yep. back again star wars and that's when they revitalized and also started releasing things called the expanded universe started really blowing up right we started to see things like books and comics that were tying in with the original uh trilogy characters um not so much prequel stuff yet right we, that wasn't really launching yet just, they were just trying to get people excited about star wars with characters they knew the so thrawn trilogy saw, 
yep, the, the Thrawn, Thrawn trilogy, trilogy. Yep. the Shadows of the Empire, both video. That was a whole slew of releases, right? You had the video game, you had the comic adaptation, you had the book um, uh, by Steve Perry. I can't believe I remember that. Um, and one of my favorite books. And and they start releasing stories in between the times, right? Between the times of the trilogy, starting to get people excited again about Star Wars and. And if you remember, the Power of the Force two figures were very different, right? They were like this He Man esque buff characters, right? Yeah, they were very, they were very, uh, very much a product of their time. Yes, um, with that, with that buff barrel chested, you know, <laughs> yeah. look. And you know, to be fair, as the Hot line, yeah, as as the yeah, no kidding, Luke was lifting, man. <laughs> Dude, Chew, Chewie started taking in those those. Taking in those squats, man. He was like, he was really getting ready to take on the whole empire himself. And Leia was drinking those protein shakes because they yeah. all, I mean, they were all buff, but they were all buff, man. It was crazy. They, as the line went on, that kind of started to tone down and yeah. we got more regular proportions. But it's right. it, when people say, when you say power of the force, power of the force two you think of two things you think of the return of Star Wars and you think of the buff figures. Yes. I mean, that's just what everyone thinks of. And Unfortunately, I think that that uh, well, there's two reasons why I say unfortunately. The first reason is I think unfortunately people remember those figures for the buff ones, and they often forget that the line did kind of start to normalize a little bit. But also, um, I think that when I say unfortunately, uh, people did a lot of speculating. I mean that that period in the '90s was, and I'm not just talking about toys here. We're talking about comic books, sports oh, yeah. cards. Beanie Babies mm-hmm. and Star Wars. I mean, people were buying it's this an stuff. investment. Yep, they were thinking they were going to put their kids through college and retire early, and they, you know, so. Oh yeah, that was um, also the time of the beginning of Image Comics, where you had all these, all these brand new comic stores coming out of the big, the big uh, artists that all left Marvel and DC yep. to start their own brand. And I mean, that was the time for all number ones, right? There was all these people saying, "I'm going to buy number one. I'm going to buy this investment. It's going to be worth a lot of money." Death of Superman. Yeah, death of Superman. <laughs> birth, rebirth of Superman. So black bag, yeah. white bag. Yeah. I mean, this is all during. You know, I mean, this is a little bit after the Superman, but this is all going on during that that mid '90s craze of people oh, really yeah. buying up pop culture uh, in all of its forms and thinking all the ephemera that, was going. Everybody yeah, wanted it. Yeah. They well, but it's because they were looking back into the '80s and that stuff was all of a sudden starting to be worth something. Now, sound me, familiar? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, and in those times, you know, the the what we call now vintage figures were pricey for their time. I would right. love to pay those '90s prices for vintage figures. <laughs> you now, and me but, both. <laughs> but uh, it, it is kind of crazy. But I, you know, you mentioned Shadows of the Empire, and I I really want to point out that that was treated like a movie without yeah. being a movie it really was the media push i remember the the i didn't have an n64 um but i knew some people that did and, and playing the shadows of the empire game it was the first time you could battle the the walkers on hoth which was really cool the graphics are dated now and it's kind of clunky but back then it was like man this is it so cool so, yeah it was awesome I mean, you had new ships like the Outlander and, and all new characters, new bounty hunter characters and all kinds of cool stuff. Um, I mean, you even got some weird stuff at the time. Remember the Masters of Terracassi fighting game? Yep. 
I have yeah. that game. <laughs> I have it too. I have it yeah, too. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> oh, also Rogue Squadron 2. You had Rogue Squadron 2 come out at that time in the mid 90s. Yeah. And then you start, yeah, you start to get towards, you know, as you get in uh, later on, you get Dark Forces for the PlayStation and, the and Jedi Knight uh, yep. series. Yeah. Yep. And, and things, Star Wars Galaxies, all that started to hit up and, but- and come across. Yeah. That really was was the start of of you know the push to bring Star Wars back and yeah. even before that you started to see before uh, Hasbro had brought that back you started to see some applause figures not very oh, yes. much yeah yes. you saw some applause figures coming out before Hasbro had made it back so uh, this was definitely a calculated move of by course. Lucasfilm to to bring the stuff back but I don't know uh, if they knew just how popular it was going to be because for me while power of the force two figures might not be the best representation of those characters i have a real nostalgia for collecting at that time and of course this is i am now in my early 20s i'm working i was working two jobs at one point i i was working at a grocery store uh a company called jewel in in the midwest and i was working i decided you know i had a lot of free time so i went and got a second job at target part-time and that kind of led me going you know getting into a a team lead role and and becoming you know going into to the target full-time but i saw these figures for the first time i didn't know they existed until i started working at target and i was like what you know, so so the Star Wars nerd in me was able to just come out fully and and I had disposable income. I was working two jobs. I, I honestly started to get to a point where I didn't have I had money and not enough time because I was working all the time. But I would you know, they were affordable. I would buy, you know, every payday because we got paid weekly back then. I would buy like three or four. And if you got them on sale, you could get them three for ten. When these came out, I believe the price point retail uh, was three ninety nine. They did go up to five, but you could get them up on sale. Like I said, three for 10 on sale. So for 10 bucks, you know, three figures, I was loving it. Absolutely. I mean, um, I had to see, I went through the same experience, but it was years later um, for me. Um, and it was during the, the prequel times. And I was working at Target and doing the same thing. <laughs> it's funny how history repeats itself. You were doing it in the mid nineties and I was doing it in the, in the early two thousands. Um, the same thing. Yeah. So yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And I think that, you know, as, as we kind of are wrapping up, you know, power of the force Two, which, which is really what launched star Wars again. Right. It, it just, uh, yeah. Go ahead we've had 27 years since power of the force two came out. Wow. So the, the modern figure era, as we call it air quotes around modern, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, has, has had more than triple the amount of time of what the original vintage figures had in their run and yeah. power of the force Two not only set the stage for modern star Wars collecting, but it had a major impact on toy collecting in general. It was the first line to kind of, come back out you know that that really played on people's nostalgia and got them back into the toy aisles and and buying those things and those models were studied by other toy companies they were imitated by other toy companies i mean and then you have things that have come out of that like you know that came out later on you know spawn 
you you know uh even starting lineups like because that was a yeah. kind of product too that was a big thing going on at the time um and then you get into you know we start to see marvel legends and other things but star wars power of the force 2 really kicked open the door because before that it was mostly kids buying toys you know it wasn't adults i think that's where adult collecting really kicked off in mass if you will i'm sure there's yeah. always been adult collectors but that's where it started in mass like we know it today. i agree i agree i think that's a very good point and i'll bring us back on the history track here um and after power of the force 2 we did follow up with power of the jedi series um as well um power of the jedi is where we did as chris mentioned before transition from the buff to more of the normal proportioned characters and we started to see some preview looking characters of the prequel characters we would be able to see in episode one eventually in the 99 release of the main line of episode one they are good they are evil they are alien they are wise and they are available Toys Are Us, you can find the complete collection from Star Wars Episode One. It's a selection of epic proportions, and they are waiting. Toys Are Us. And Episode One was the start of something brand new. It was the start of a brand new trilogy of figures um, where each film had its own specific packaging. And look, we started to get very exclusive and specific packaging art and packaging feels uh, for things. And also, I will say, with Power of the Force and Power of the Jedi and so forth and so on, we started getting a lot more vehicles and a lot more creatures. Yes. And things really started to expand that universe of figures. And we started to see the release of, yeah, we had 12 backs, right? In the very beginning, the 12 yep. back from when, when Phantom Menace hit, we started getting figures in the tens, right? We're starting to think, we're starting to look at getting individual characters that they would never have thought they would make back in the seventies. We're talking like random side Senator characters and we're getting deep, even with the original line release of these figures. Oh yeah. And even with power of the force too, we started to get characters we never got. So Tarkin was planned in the vintage line. We never got him. If you collect the retro collection now, we got that Tarkin figure. That's a throwback to what they wanted to do with vintage, but never got there. So Power of the Force 2, it was a big deal when we got Tarkin. And we got some we got some other characters that, you know, I never thought we'd get. Pote Snicken, uh, Ishi Tib. <laughs> I mean, those guys, I never thought we'd see those characters. Uh, Pote Snicken's on, on screen for less than a second. Ishi Tib is on screen for a very brief moment. I mean, these are characters that we're getting them in the Power of the Force 2 line. And, you know, as you pointed out, Brian, we're getting vehicles. And I want to point out that those first Power of the Force 2 vehicles, all of those were straight up remolds using the original molds from the original vehicles eventually they would start to do new molds and we'd get uh more electronics and bigger right. ships which we'll get to but those first ships that's that when they we did... expanded to action fleet and yeah and we got even some more really cool micro machine stuff and more lines of different oh things. yeah, yeah. that micro machines was its own thing yeah uh which i i remember collecting but um you know brian I'm going to let you talk about a certain tradition that started with, with the Phantom Menace too, That's that right. we, we come to love. 
we started to get these very structured releases. And what we're saying is um, there would be this buildup um, of there would be a one night and many times we've all uh, affectionately called it Midnight Madness, um, where they would release uh, this first layer of figures and characters and uh, some vehicles and some other tie-ins, and they would all release on that opening night. Um, there may even be some kinds of giveaways and other kinds of exclusives at different retailers. Um, it all really started with where we all wanted to never grow up, which is to be a Toys R Us kid. And Toys R Us was really where a lot of these fun events started and eventually expanded to places like where Chris and I have worked at in the past, like Target and Walmart and, and other retailers. KB Toys still was involved early on in the prequels. Um, they kind of died out right after episode two is when that company kind of went under. But, um, but yeah, Midnight Madness was so much fun. I, I can't, I mean, I can't, I can't even begin to, to name all the various experiences I have with the prequels coming out, getting to hang out with fans waiting for, for it to hit midnight so we could go in and overspend on toys in the middle of the night. I mean, we could do a whole show, I'm sure, of just our recollections of our Midnight Madness oh, gosh, experience. Yeah. I, I, I do want to briefly, and I'll keep it brief, because I mean, like I said, we could go into each one of these that had a Midnight Madness, but uh, for the first one, I didn't do Midnight Madness because I had the opportunity. I was a team lead working at Target and my buddy, I was not in charge of toys, but my buddy, Tom Tippery, shout out to Tom Tippery. Uh, he was running the toy department and, you know, he asked me, he's like, do you want to help me set up the Star Wars? And he's like, oh, you know, wow. And, and, and I was like, absolutely. You're and a I piece said, of history. Yeah. And I said, well, I said, I just have one question. Can we clear it with the manager that in the morning I can go ahead and grab what I, what I, what I want to get. Cause you know, I'm not going to go out and do midnight madness. Um, and, and the manager was like, absolutely. You can buy it in the morning when the, you know, at, back then you could check out before the store opened and whatever. And I was able to use my 10% off, which was, which helped, <laughs> but uh, uh, we, we worked all night and we set up that aisle and it was a whole aisle, both sides with end yep. caps, with the signage and everything. And him and I oh, the days. set that up. We got to do the planogram and then the best part was filling it and seeing yes. those new characters. And, and I got to see him. I'm kind of glad I did it that way. Cause I got to see him without like 1500 hands in front of me <laughs> trying to grab so I could actually oh really enjoy gosh. it. And then I was able to take, you know, there was nothing rare in that, in that series or anything, but I was able to grab one of each, put them in my cart and check out that morning and whatever. But it was really something to be a part of like that. And then to see, like, I got to see the people waiting that didn't, you know, either went to midnight madness and didn't get everything they wanted or are people that didn't go that were coming to target that morning. And I remember the line, I remember like, people almost running in to go mob the aisle and you know we were off the clock but we kind of just hung back and watched it and then went to breakfast wow. and it was it was it's such a great memory and and yeah and uh, um you know you've probably seen me brian i know the listeners can't hear this but that star wars hat that i wear that says the phantom menace yeah, that came. I bought that a midnight man. Oh, that very. Nice. Yep. That was one of the pieces of merchandise. So yeah, a little so, story there. Yeah. So many good memories. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, I would say one thing that was cool for me is in, I think it was the summer of 2000. I want to say I took uh, a college run trip to Chicago, Chris. 
<laughs> and I was in FAO Sports and I got to see the display. Um, and where they had the X-Wing hanging from the ceiling. I have a photo somewhere of it. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that setup? Yeah, that was a yeah. sweet setup. Yeah. And I just remember, and I and I wasn't like a big toy collector at that time, but obviously it was in my blood. I took that photo and and I still look back at that photo and just think, wow, that was so cool to be able to see that in the heyday, you know, of, of everything. Um, but yeah, I, I remember that. And then um what I remember most from Attack of the Clones really is funny is was when KB was going out of business and they had all these bins of Attack of the Clones um figures but um i do want chris to explain about attack of the clones what was unique about attack of the clone series yeah so uh, attack of the clones um it was decided because the phantom menace had such a and you know i love to use this word a glut of merchandise that yes. towards the end of the line uh, uh, of the, the the phantom menace stuff the figures did well but there was so much other stuff and ancillary that people's attention was getting pulled. And remember, I, 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 I should have pointed this out and I forgot. This is the first time we get Lego. Lego oh, yeah. comes onto the scene. Yeah, that's right. That was yeah. the first time Lego got the Star Wars license. Yeah. Yep. Lego starts around the prequels and uh, around the Phantom Menace. And You're I absolutely remember right. getting some Legos too, but there was so much merchandise that they needed to kind of, fans were confused and they needed to kind of not put out as much. Um, so attack of the clones did have a line but it was the only star wars movie not to have the toy collection use the movie name correct it, it came to be known as saga collection which not to be confused with the saga collection which comes <laughs> later in 2006 but it was correct. on those blue cards yeah. and it was kind of weird because opening night looking for characters there people didn't know a lot this one was kept a lot more under wraps and the figures remember this is when figures released before movies right right so so we were able to get these toys before movies and if you remember there was an infamous spoiler on actually there you know the original phantom menace we had the spoiler on the back of the cd and then we had the yes. spoiler on the toy line with anakin losing his arm uh yeah. and, that, and, and that dooku was was uh tyrannus because of the red lightsaber that came with him yeah. um so they you know they've gotten better about that but that collection came on those blue cards and opening night they also had other characters from the trilogy so it was kind of like it encompassed all of the saga um so which is why i think fans started to call it the saga collection but that's you're starting to see some upgrades on figures there i believe most of those figures came with some kind of base or stand for yep. the lightsaber characters we started accessories get, yep removable lightsaber hilts or, or uh, blades from the hilt and the hilts could plug into the side of the character you started to get blast effects for the lightsabers mm -hmm. we got we started to see some deluxe figures that came that could do different things like um the Django and obi-wan that went together where you could spring obi-wan as if he was trying to jump after Django fett yep. yeah we, we got some different things there and uh but most importantly we got dexter jexter i mean that was the best part yes you know it's funny <laughs> the, so so I, I don't want to go too far off a tangent but the sidebar today the some of the celebration store merchandise came out and there's right. a there's a neon sign that's in arabish that says dex's diner and i'm like yeah, oh that, that would be really awesome cool. yeah yeah i love that character yeah 
Oh, what do you know? Yeah, yeah. Good but times. Brian, I, I want to, you know, because I know uh, the next one we're going to kind of hit here is, is a collection that you... It's near and dear near to my dear. heart. So I'm going to let you run with this one. Oh, yeah. Revenge of the Sith is my child right there. Uh, I've spent many days, many days doing runs to complete this. I literally, and I literally have every single figure, both deluxe and single carded, from this set including variations it's insane i have a problem i didn't do this again it was only this one but uh this is uh, also i was uh this was this was an interesting time for me because it was both pre and post katrina that uh i feel like it was also part of a bit of a coping mechanism for me during that time as well because uh revenge Sith, the toys started coming out and obviously and the phone came out before katrina but then katrina hit in august right after the film was released um in may of that year obviously uh but the figures kept coming out right for the next uh rest of that year into the beginning of next year and i uh really would kind of focus in on collecting it kept me going and uh, i collected a lot of revenge Sith figures and I just loved it. I just loved the line, the artwork, the the variations of characters. Um, it, it was just it was just so much fun. It was just such a fun time. And I feel like it was the last. I guess it, it could be jaded, but but you know by my opinion. But um, I feel like it was the last time we really got a fully intensive line of figures based off of a film. Um, and I feel like George thought this was it this was the last film so i'm bringing out all the stops i'm putting everything out there and and I, that's how i felt like when i collected revenge shift that that was it this was it i'm gonna get as much as i can so i can hold on to star wars forever <laughs> yeah i mean i think that's a fair statement to say that we we haven't had a dedicated movie line like revenge of the sith since and i think it's fair to point out that revenge of the sith was a I, I want to say like a I mean it encompassed one year which was 2005 I think it might have spilled into 2006 a little yeah. bit but it it had like 60 plus figures in the line which yeah. was the largest line we had had to date at that point I mean Power of the Force 2 got pretty big and and um Saga wasn't as big as you know as right. um Power of the but Force 2 or episode one packaging Revenge of the bubble yeah. oh yeah so you Beautiful. had the, you had the the combination of the packaging, the bubble. Yeah, yeah. Everyone the silhouette thinking, of Vader and Obi Wan on in the front of fire. Oh wait, that sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know the last. Next, yeah. Everyone thinking that this was going to be the last this movie for Star Wars. Well, they and, were promoting at the end of the saga. Yeah, I mean the line was deep. The vehicles kept coming for that line. Yeah. I was so you know. I, it's no secret here that I've been lately, you know, I've, I don't want to say I've been down on Hasbro, but I've kind of been uh, not as satisfied with the selection that we're getting in star Wars, but this weekend I've been reorganizing. I, I, I feel like I'm always reorganizing, but I've been reorganizing my storage to make better use of, of totes that weren't full. And long story short, I used to have my three and three quarter inch figures divided by collection. So I had, you know, Saga and Revenge of the Sith and original trilogy collection. That's how they were divided. And sometimes right. I'd have multiple in one if there wasn't enough to, well, that's hard to find figures that I need for what I need them. So this weekend I went through all of my containers and redid them by movie 
but oh man do i have a ton of revenge of the sith clones <laughs> yeah and nothing wrong with that no no and nothing wrong with that at all um <laughs> actually what happened is i needed to put them i gave them i combined them and imperial uh troopers in their own uh tote because that's how much i have of, of those guys wow. but revenge of the sith was a line that went deep I appreciated how deep it went. I appreciated the characters that they did. I mean, we've talked about it before on the show. Like, you're not going to get, uh, you're not going to get senators anymore. And even yeah. like, I, I don't remember what you know. Uh, I think it was in the saga line that we got like Hermy Odell and and um, yeah, uh, I can't remember the other big guy but you know you were just not going to see those elephant mon yeah man. that's it Elephant mon we're not going to see those guys again and and i think yeah. that revenge of the sith yeah I saw was that. a yeah, yeah. <laughs> was a good cap and we started to get some good articulation in there um yeah we did we you did. can start to see we're not quite at the pinnacle of the line as far as like articulation yet but you're starting to see mm -hmm. we're moving there and i think like early on too uh, I think during the original trilogy collection, which was the year before that, we got the VOTC. Oh, four, yeah. The the so the the VOTC vintage original, original trilogy, trilogy collection. collection. Yep. Yeah, which came already with protective cases. Yep. And those were those were really well done figures. I would it's say that hard those, to hunt down. And they hold up today. Those figures hold up today. I remember those. Yeah. I tried to complete the set and I never, I never completed that whole set. I, I bought one and then I'm like, I'm never going to complete the set and I let it go. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm, I'm not putting myself through this. And I'm like, revenge of the Sith. You're my child. This is what's happening. And that, then I moved on. But so, which let, brings us. Yes. I was going to say, it brings us to kind of the post prequel slash what I call clone wars. Clone wars era. Era. Yeah. 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 We, we switched from. We started uh, in 2007. We had our first major anniversary line with the 30th anniversary collection where we brought back the coins. Yep. And if, um, if that's if what Revenge of the Sith is to you, the 30th anniversary collection is to me. That's the first one where I'm like, I am definitely getting a great all line. 60 characters. I almost they, did. I, I mean, <laughs> that, I mean, that's where we got Han with the torture device. Come on, you're not going to get that uh, now. You know, what's funny. At the toy show we went to, I tried. To, no one went to buy that. It's crazy. That's crazy that's to a, me. That's an awesome figure. Like, you know, and I've since opened all those, but I, you know, I, the coins that came with them, the coin book that you could get. You know, this is when we're starting to really the line is is kind of like starting to hit its 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 stride. I think Revenge of the Sith is the start of them. It really hitting its line, and I think like. From Revenge of the Sith to about 2012, I, I'm going to say, is is like we, we really hit the pinnacle of the line. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We really started to get some amazing characters, amazing articulation, amazing accessories. Yeah. And the, the accessories that came with the figures, what you were getting for that price point of $5.99 to $6.99 at that time was phenomenal. I mean, the price per item that you received was at... It had reached its pinnacle. It was only going to get go bad from there. Like you knew, you knew that that was it. That like you knew that you've reached the, the ultimate because from then on, either we didn't get much with it, 
or we got if we want if we wanted more we had to pay more um yeah i mean started we'll, changing we'll get there but we almost we almost went through a second dark time you know yeah, there was that did. there was that period from about 2012 uh well even maybe a little bit Until earlier about than the that. black series hit yeah you're right yeah because yeah. i remember because i was like what am i going to 2010 collect? to 2012 there was nothing um, yeah in that time period there was really nothing going on and then I 2012 switched. they announced like you said the vintage collection came back yeah so i mean uh the vintage collection had started oh, 2018 i got that yeah, fat, yeah. messed up in my head yeah vintage collection ran back came back in 2010 and ran to 2012 it was 2012 you're yeah. right it was 2012 to about 2013 where there was literally nothing and then they tried to launch a brand new line in the summer of that year with uh, with the sccc boba fett and hansel and carbonite and where they announced the six inch line with black series yep and uh and yeah, it was like a good year and a half that we didn't get anything. I switched over because there was so little to collect and they they put the vintage collection on hiatus because they kind of screwed up and they put out some characters that, that people, uh, really what it was, they put out uh, the Phantom Menace characters first in that line and those ended up clogging the pegs on vintage collection. And then I think you had the 3D stuff that was coming out which clogged the pegs too With and episode so one 3d coming out yes yeah yeah, yeah. I so have, yeah i have a couple of those it was too much episode one and then it started to clog pegs for the vintage collection because there was some episode one that did buy my walmart exclusive uh qui-gon gin lightsaber nice yeah where's my legacy those? saber disney where's oh. my qui-gon legacy saber you he teased me and then you gave me cal kestis i want qui-gon uh yeah well uh you want qui-gon and i want yoda so That's we're, right. we're, we're both bolt. waiting we're both bolt. waiting yep <laughs> um but the uh the interesting thing is i think that we get some really great lines there we clone war the clone wars for the movie we got another midnight madness midnight with madness. that event yeah, um the legacy there. the legacy collection which is a it's a great collection yeah, and it's, it's a, a really mix. expensive collection to collect now because they were so hard to find back in the day. Yeah. No I, one to buy them from me though. You know, that's so, I find that so weird because it had it's to weird. build the droid and they had some really great character selection. They gave us like, like they gave us the drummers from Jabba's palace. And there was that one, that last wave, you know, we talk about last wave syndrome and star Wars, I think is where that started, but the last wave always seemed to be hard to find, but there was the, the Jaina, Jaina and Jason solo. Remember did those? let those go for a pretty pricey amount. Yeah. I mean, but those were so hard yeah. to find. That was hard to let go. I enjoy, I had that also had crook too, from that same wave. I had the whole I, wave. I have him. I have him. I got him at retail, which I was lucky enough. I got but... all three at retail. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. See. Oh yeah. I had all three at retail. But those and, were so hard to find, you, you know, in that collection. That dude, kind of was just on my face when I found. I was like freaking. I was like hiding it for everybody. I was like running the register. I'm like, no one's taking these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but I mean, that yeah. was kind of like 2008 to 2010. We got the legacy collection, but that's yeah. the start of things starting to dry up. And 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 like we talked about, we had that because I switched over to collecting Marvel Universe, which came out, and I started oh, yeah, getting yeah. hot and heavy into Marvel Universe because I was I was like, okay, Marvel starting to get big, and right, right, I enjoy, you know, I'm like the start you know, of the MCU, yeah. yeah. And then you know, I was kind of at first, I don't know how you felt, Brian, but at first I was like, I'm not collecting six inch, I'm three and three quarter no. or die, you know, like no, that. I was see, I was heavy into Marvel Legends at that time, and I was like, heck yeah. 
Yeah, I've been waiting <laughs> for this my whole life. That was there me. you go. I was in that crowd. I was like, hey, I've been waiting for these scales forever. Bring on the 12 scale. That's what I was like. And now I'm like, you know what? Those are too small for me. I need a hot toy. <laughs> and see What's now wrong with me. And yeah. see, I was opposed to those coming out at first. And now I'm like, hey man, give me the 12, give me the 112 scale, you know? Like I always had that- a love for the 12 inch figure though, because I always bought the Hasbro 12 inches back when they were good. Oh yeah. Remember when they were good. Yeah. That, that was the Sith. I have uh the the I think it's the Bar of Sophie from from Revenge Sith, and I have the Emperor, and I have the the Ultimate Villain, uh, two pack of Vader, Anakin. Yeah, I have those still. Some of those were really hard to find, and harder to find than three and three quarter inch figures. Yeah, yeah, I remember I hunted down to um, anyone anyone from Louisiana, New Orleans area knows this. I went all the way out to Chalmette, literally in the in the middle of the Boondocks, to a Walmart, and I found all of them together, and it was like the best ever. Uh, my good friend David and I went out there and um, he was a big Grievous fan. So I let him buy the Grievous <laughs> and I bought the other ones, but yeah, but yeah, it, that was fun. That was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, uh, but I want us to keep moving forward here. So we did have a short, uh, small group of figures that came out with the Rebels series in 2014, which were really hard to find. They were really hard to find. There were single cards and there were double pack cards, right? There were two figures to a card as well that came out. Yeah. And that that was where you had to go to, I think most people were finding that had to go to Kohl's because that's right. That's what I heard. Because I I don't remember seeing those two packs anywhere, but Kohl's and I'm not sure if that was an aligned exclusive to Kohl's or what, Right. some of those rebels figures were really hard to track down. Yeah. It was the only way you could pull down the main characters. Um, until eventually, obviously, we got the six-inch scale Black Series release um, of all the Rebels uh, heroes. Yep. But then, times change. Ownerships changed. George changed. And so came Disney and the and, $4 billion contract. And at, and at first, this was a really exciting time. And I say at first, I, I don't mean to come across and sound jaded, but, at, you know, but George I, didn't I, destroy your childhood. No, he did okay. not. And, 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 and for the record, neither did JJ Abrams or Ryan Johnson, you know, there um, you go. Uh, so, but this was kind of a, for me, it was a very exciting time. Like I was fully in on the black series. Now the six inch, remember we had the black series in two scales, which was confusing That's for right. everybody. That's right. We had the three and three quarter black series that couldn't stay on card because the glue would come off every five seconds. Yep. And we had the, orange in the blue line of the black series yep and some of those black series three and three quarter i'm like we got darth plagueis they got some good ones in there right? too right uh, uh we also had like an anakin like from like force unleashed i think yep there were some good ones in there but we get to it's an exciting time uh we've kind of gone through a mini dark times if you will there hasn't been a ton of product um Star Wars kind of felt like it was lacking a little bit. I think that the the Black Series six inch line invigorated some much needed, uh, you know, lifeline into it. But then we get the, the the Disney announcement, and I know some people were kind of apprehensive. I was excited because I'd always said that if anyone was going to take buy Star Wars that and run with it, I thought Disney would do the best job. Ask me now, my answer might be a little bit different, but at that time. 
I thought Disney would be the perfect people to to take it and run with it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think everybody felt confident about that and was hopeful. And um, I still think there is still hope, obviously. I mean, I'm not saying it's all doom and gloom. I mean, we do have our issues with how it's being handled because, I mean, we've only ever known one person's story, and that was George. And then for a short time, his understudy, the great Mr. Dave Filoni, um, who learned under George when he was working on the Clone Wars and eventually helming his own thing with Rebels. And then obviously what we're seeing now with Mandalorian and all the spinoff pieces. Oh, yeah. And the Clone Wars has, you know, we talked about the the Clone Wars movie, but then you had the Clone Wars TV show, which really uh, the Clone Wars um movie kind of did very stylized figures but then they started doing the clone wars uh tv show in more of a realistic style and that show has a life of its own people absolutely love that show and rightfully so there are some there are some episodes that are hard to get through but for the most part it is a awesome series absolutely agree yeah so with the disney sequels yeah we we continue with the black series um, which seemed to be the main vehicle for start. Um, and we saw that. And we also saw a return to some three and three quarter, but not super articulated as we had grown to know that um, within the mid 2000s and late 2000s um, going into 2010s and the beginnings of that. It was more of a five POA, right? Um, really just having the arms and legs and head move. and But on really nice art cards that were based off the film look. Um, that's what we got with Force Awakens. And with Force Awakens, we also got a Midnight Madness for the first time since 2008, which was fun. Yes, um, it was fun. You know, and I think it was a nice return. Um, and then we saw kind of a, a smaller smaller one with Rogue One the following year. Um, same thing with Last Jedi. Even with Solo, we saw some things, uh, an individual line as well. But it, when Rise of Skywalker came around in 2019, things changed, right? Uh, we saw maybe uh, two, three characters released. There was no no focus line. Uh, honestly, virtually no toy line there. Um, and things just got uh, really kind of stagnant. Yeah. Uh, you know, what we, what we ended up getting is, as you touched on, for Force Awakens forward, we kind of got these, we got these five POA and, and we're not picking on five POA because some of them were absolutely some gorgeous were good. sculpts. Yeah. Yeah. Some were better than the Black Series. Yeah. Uh, and um, they were, they were good, but we were getting those. And then we get some Black Series figures when Walmart had the exclusive Black Series line in the, in those little boxes. Oh yeah. We did get like a Phasma and a Ray and a fit. We did get, we lose. and then and then when when Vintage Collection came back out in 2018, they re-released those figures on the Vintage Collection cards, um, and and we got some of those characters, and we've gotten a smattering of those. Yeah, we've got. I think we got a Last Jedi Luke, which I I ended yeah. up parting with. Yeah. Um, oh, you did. Yeah, yeah. I had the the crate the the Luke um, from from crate and i ended up parting with it was a hard figure to find but i'm like i I couldn't bring myself to open it because i know that it was so hard and i'm like i i'm being an opener and i'm like i don't need honestly then i'm kind of i'm kind of i have a lot of you know i have all those collections force awakens rogue one last jedi solo 
I don't have anything from Rise of Skywalker. I'm I'm selling off my, my Rise of Skywalker. Um, I think I've sold off everything I had for that. Just I don't hate any of the Star Wars movie, but Rise of Skywalker is not my cup of tea, and that's I, I, okay. I gotta be honest. I never thought I would say this. I own every single physical media version of Star Wars. The only movie I couldn't bring myself to buy was Rise of Skywalker, and I still don't own it to this day. I own it. I own the soundtrack. I, 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 like the completest in me. Uh, my my dislike of the film, and I'm not trying to trash it for anyone that enjoyed it. Okay, if you enjoyed it, that's fantastic. I I'm happy that you enjoyed it, but I've never disliked a movie enough that maybe not want to buy it and complete what a, a sprawling saga that I have every movie I literally have every version of Star Wars even I own Rogue One I even own Solo but I don't I, I couldn't bring myself to buy it and I, it was even on sale for ten dollars on 4k I couldn't bring myself to buy it it, it just it, it's just I'm sorry it's just not a good film I've seen Rise of Skywalker three times, once with Sarah opening night, once with Sarah and my sister when we were back home for Christmas in 2019. And that was special because that's the same sister that I took and got oh, her into nice. Star Wars and Attack of the Clones and stuff like that. She remembers that. And, and that was a that was a special moment. So whether I like the movie or not, there is irrelevant. But of course, the, the third time I've saw it was when it came out on home video and I brought it home to watch and I haven't watched it since. And even then I was fast forwarding through a lot of it. Um, right. And, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm a true believer in take what you love and run with it. You don't exactly. Need to, you don't need, you don't need to hate on everything. And, you know, there's people out there that say, well, if you love everything, you know, then you don't, you can't find fault with anything and you're not a real fan. And then there's the people that say, well, if you don't love everything, no, 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 you don't have to love everything to be a real fan. And you don't, you know, if you do love everything, that doesn't mean that you're not a real fan either. Take what you love. And, you know, we've talked about this a lot. Take what you love and just move on. And, and what you don't like, just, eh, it's fine. If you don't like Last Jedi, and I know there's a ton of people out there. A ton who of don't, people that don't. It's yeah. fine. You know, it's, you know, but all power to you. We got Star Wars movies. We got uh, figure lines, albeit smaller. But then, you know, 2018, we talked about it. We get the vintage collection back. And that's pretty much been the only vehicle yeah. uh, for three and three quarter, with the exception of we did get the Star Wars resistance line, which I, I didn't buy any of those oh, okay. um, that supported that show. And we also got yeah. Forces of Destiny, which was its own line. But it was more of a. It was my more wife of a, loves those. Yeah. yeah, I have the Luke and the Yoda, and, and I have bought, that one too. We bought a bunch of those and sent them to our nieces and uh, yeah. stuff. But so we got some of those lines. But um, you know, and, and then of course we've had the Black series that we've talked about, which is the main vehicle. But now what we have now is the Mandalorian, and every single version you could possibly have, every color, <laughs> every every type of. Uh, element that he's been in may it be mud water whatever um <laughs> you know we have we have uh every version of grogu um, um now that he has a name we can re-release it saying grogu instead of the child on the packaging um like i mean it's just like it mandalorian it, it and also it's how many figures can we get out of one body kind of thing you know with you know like oh I tell you what, I've never seen 
one figure used so much for another figure than the original Darth Maul episode one. Oh and yeah, those so pants. One body. Oh my gosh, had been used on so many figures. It's ridiculous. Like I can't even begin. But but all kidding aside, at least Mandalorian has brought us some cool new characters. Even though they decide they don't want to make the other characters other than the main two, because um, that's what sells. Well, they're but, making they're they're finally giving us they they give us the 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 preview of we're gonna get the Migs Mayfield from three from, years later from, right it is a little it is uh, it, it makes me wonder like how long is it gonna take to get Obi Wan I mean we're not even gonna get the Obi Wan figure from that we just pre ordered the other day that went up for pre order yeah. last week I didn't that's really not like even the come, look of it I you know. It looked I, too plain to me. Like I, I feel like there's going to be better versions. I'm a later. sucker for you and McGregor as Obi Wan. Oh, I, dude, look who you're talking to. Revenge of Sith is like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm excited about Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh. Like that series. Like I, I, I can't wait. But uh, you know, I, I am being a lot more focused on, like, I, I think. I'm not going to buy every version of Obi-Wan. I'm going to buy the one that I like the most. The first one didn't really hit me hard. I was yeah. like, I mean, I didn't want the Wanderer version. You know, maybe there'll be a different version that I like. And, you know, they may come out in a two-pack with Bayer one day. Who knows, right? You know, also, you know, maybe I want to see what Hot Toys is going to cook up for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Oh, there you go. And maybe that's my fair. money's going that way, you know, um, instead of, you know, buying you know, eight to 10 different black series figures. I'm going to buy one really awesome hot toy. You know, it just depends yeah. on how I want to spend that money. Yeah. And I, I think I've made it, uh, I've said it here on the show. Um, but I've, I am, I am done on three and three quarter after Mandalorian. So book, book of Boba Fett forward. I, I haven't been getting them. I ran into the Fennec Shand at target, uh, yesterday and that's labeled book of boba fett and she stayed there because i'm i'm sticking to that i'm only doing i'm only doing six inch you know 112 scale black series going forward for the newer properties i'm and part of that is because i'm not world building like i world builded you know original trilogy and prequel trilogy and let's be honest there's not enough stuff out anymore to world build there's no vehicles to support lines anymore there's no uh you know there's no ancillary stuff um, you know, and like we've talked about, really, the only thing they're doing now for three and three quarter is the vintage collection. And we've gotten a lot of repacks and re-releases in there lately. Um, and of course, we're going to have to see where this no cardboard thing is going to take us, because I think that that could that could spell the end of the vintage collection as we know it. Yeah, we'll see. We shall see. But, you know, there's always going to be a future of Star Wars figures, and um, I guess we'll see what comes next. You know, we, we've we've had a sprawling history of Star Wars um, throughout the years, going back to its small start back in 1977 with a box that gave a promise of figures coming the next year to uh, to sprawling amount of hundreds and thousands and thousands and thousands of figures that have come out in millions of productions across multiple decades. Who would have ever thought that one small little space opera film that George Lucas made because they wouldn't let him make Flash Gordon would turn into the sprawling history of merchandising that we have today. And 
all we have to thank for that is some really amazing creative people sitting in a room designing plastic treats for us to enjoy. Absolutely. And and we didn't even touch on a lot of the merchandise that came out, you know, and oh, then gosh, there's, no. there's bootlegs and, and, <laughs> oh, and there's all that we other kind about of stuff. distributors overseas and oh, how they yeah. did it differently and how certain countries wouldn't allow certain things. And there's so much more to go into and we would need a whole nother podcast to do that. But we just yeah. wanted to give a trip down memory lane for everybody today and just give some of our high points, some of our individual stories and experiences to share with you this great month of May on May 25th, Star Wars Day, 2022. Well, Brian, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Come back next month to hear us talk toys and collectibles on Thrill of the Hunt, a collector's podcast. Until next time, we wish you good luck on your toy hunt. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this show, we would love a five-star review on iTunes. You can find Thrill of the Hunt, a collector's podcast on Facebook at Thrill of the Hunt Collector Podcast. There you can interact with us and find links to our other social media channels. The thoughts, views, and opinions expressed in this show are those of the hosts and belong solely to them. This podcast is not affiliated with any of the toy companies or licenses mentioned in the show. This show may not be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without express written consent from the hosts.